Welcome everybody to Podcast in the Woods. Because if a podcast happens in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, does it really happen? I'm Kev Manning. I'm from the Lingus Mafia podcast. As usual, all of my nonsense is at Lingus Mafia. You could go there, check out all we do at TikTok too. Patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia for all of your wrestling needs. Go check it out. So I am doing a solo show as Billy does when he does his reviews of Raw, SmackDown, all that good stuff. And I'm going to talk to you guys a bit about AEW because I have a few thoughts where I am, for the most part, quote unquote, an AEW fan, as in I'm glad there is another organization out there, secondary, possibly. Um, but I'm glad there is an alternative for us to watch other than just WWE, because as you know, a lot of times things get stale. And if this is the only thing that you have to watch, and I'm sure as hell not watching the Japan shows where you don't know what the hell's going on. The crowd sucks. You know, it's just not for me. If you like it, God bless you. Um, ROH back in the day, when it was on HD net, I remember seeing it there. And that was when Austin Aries was there. It was Kevin Steen was there. Uh, and as I say, I've loved Eddie Kingston ever since ROH. So I knew him over there. So it was a good show. And it was uh, worth watching back then. The American Dragon was there. All that kind of stuff. So I started to know some people through that. And you go, oh, and they come over. You go, oh, I remember this guy. Uh, same with old Tyler Black being there, too. So that's how far back that is, which makes you wonder. I said, how the hell old is Seth Rollins? If <laughs> I remember watching him in ROH, and then it took him forever to get to WWE, I'm like, what the fuck? Does this guy not age or what? So I'm glad that there is an alternative, something to watch. And for the most part, it is very different, obviously, than WWE. If you want to say it's <laughs> it's different because of the quality of wrestling a lot of the time, the guys are smaller, I get it. But it is something else to watch. And if something has a good storyline, to me, it kind of doesn't even matter what the guys look like. A storyline matters to me more than anything else. So, watching AEW the last couple of weeks, I had an idea for what they should do when it came to this uh, Jack Perry stuff. I had said a couple of months ago on my show, if you listen to uh, the Lingus Mafia and uh, do it that way, that I was saying Jack turning uh, heel was the way to go. This is before he got turned heel. Now, I'm not sitting here sucking myself off. I'm just letting you know what my thoughts were along the way because this is a Jungle Jack storyline that I think they should do. Uh, when I was saying he should turn heel, like Fausti said to me, oh, I'm sure he's turning on Hook and that's the whole thing. He doesn't win this title and flips on him and that's the title he's going to win this year. So going off of that, I said they need to make him to where he is... The I'm a star's kid, I'm a celebrity's kid, and get the sunglasses thing going on and have him. I wanted a couple vignettes where they tape them because we know how his in-ring speaking abilities are. And it's not like the guy can't speak. It's just one of those things to where they have charisma when they talk or they don't. I really can't tell you why or what it is, I think they're born with it or not. 
because he talks fine. And like Cesaro used to always say, or Claudio, sorry, he used to say all the time, he said, I can speak, words come out of my mouth, I'm talking. It is like, yeah, but <laughs> it's you could speak. It's not like you're stuttering and can't form a sentence, but it just doesn't come out as smooth as others do. Like when you see Roman Reigns get his normal self speaking, it's a, it was better than the Suffer and Succotash stuff where he's trying to push the good guy stuff. So my thought was he's sitting in nightclubs doing little vignettes but has his girl with him because everybody hates when, you know, why does he get this? Why does he get this? How come I'm busy jerking off while he gets to fuck this? It's, it's that kind of a thing for people. So I see him in the clubs doing that with his girl because I do not know why they are not putting them together on TV. She's with this Jericho society that's the stupidest shit in the world. So get her out of there. I don't know why she's there. They've they've already talked about that she is with him. So it's not some big secret. Have her with. And I wanted him to turn uh, on Hook doing it differently, though. What I wanted was him to call out whoever it was to, to have a another a title shot like when he had with MJF right and he lost that in that pillars match so I wanted him to ask for another match and have him say no no fuck you I'm not giving you another match and he's like oh shit but it wasn't even for hook it was actually for orange because orange Cassidy's had that belt which I call the IC belt for ages right and if there is a bigger baby face in the company I don't know because they love Orange Cassidy, no matter if you're tired of that gimmick or not, they love him. So my thought is Orange Cassidy, all these weeks, he's been coming out there saying, anybody wants a shot. Somebody says, I want a shot. He goes, okay, who cares? And, you know, his that attitude thing. And no problem. I'll give you a shot. So I wanted him to come out there and say, okay, I'll give you a shot. Why not? And Jack be Mr. Good Guy, shake hands, all that kind of stuff. Eventually, when they have this match, Jack gets frustrated more and more. He can't put him away. Can't put him away. You get then Anna Jay who comes to ringside and says, you need to do something and like kind of hands him something, hand him a pipe, knuckles, whatever the hell you want. And he got to think twice about it. Think twice about it. I know I'm, you know, Mr. Good guy. And then she's like, I said, do it. Give him a look. He knocks him out, wins that title. You're full fledged bad guy at that point. So since they, then went the other way, and they went with the hook stuff, right? So he has the hook title. So now my secondary storyline, right after the whole Jerry Lynn thing came out, where he has the FTW, and he's like, fuck your you know, shit company from ECW. Now I'm expecting my storyline was going to be where he fights Hook, and I said, do this at, at uh, Wembley. He fights Hook, and now you get... All the ECW guys showing up one by one during this match. They kind of started a little bit on Dynamite this last week when RVD showed up. But you could still do this more. And you could have different people show up. And since Uncle Tony's paying for music, it makes it even better. So you can have Taz walk down there because we already know he's there. So fine. He goes down there. Sabu was just there not too long ago, uh, but he's my he's my swerve in this. So you could still have obviously, like I said, RVD shows up. Get the Dudley Boys. They're they're nowhere. Get the Dudley Boys to show up. 
you can get all these and you could have an ECW rules. So all these people running in doing stuff and everybody could, you know, be doing finishers to everybody. And, and listen, I know you're going to say, well, fuck, if they're doing 3Ds and all this, how's Jack kicking out? It's AEW. They kick out of every fucking move possible. So all this happens. You finally end up getting the Sandman music. So they could do this. He walks through that crowd with a beer and all that and with the, uh, enter Sandman blasting in that place. Do that. And then when you think this is over, Sabu comes and Sabu goes in there and fucks Hook because what has happened in all those years of ECW, it was Taz fears Sabu. Sabu fears Taz. It was their biggest rival, Sabu and Taz. So this goes back to Sabu saying, fuck you, Taz, and fucks over Hook. That is how I end that whole thing. Um, get Raven out there with his bald head. He's still around. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, he'll, you know, he does everything too. So there is a shit ton of people they could get in there. And this crowd should appreciate and go fucking crazy for. Um, they might know Japan more than ECW, though. That might be your only problem. But that is Cavs booking for the week. Um, let me suck myself off and tell you how great is that fucking booking? Sabu ends up fucking him over because they always had that rivalry. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm right. If you like it, if you don't, it's your opinion. You could say it's shit or not. Um, that's fine. But like I always say on my show, you're entitled to your opinion, but I'll tell you why you're wrong. So anyway, going on from there, one more thing I wanted to talk about is the whole secondary company thing. I had a rant about this on my show just the other day when I did AEW uh, review. And... So the Cody thing comes on to Peacock and they do that whole thing. And I was wondering if they were going to mention AEW, which when you think about it, it's impossible not to, right? I mean, Cody like helped build that company, you know, invested, had the whole all in, all out, whatever the hell you want to do and go through that whole thing. So I'm like, how are they not mentioning this? Cause they started going through that. He went to all these independents and I go, it's typical WWE that they're going to just, not mention them because it's always don't mention the other one. And they've gotten a little bit away from that. Thank God. Uh, but for the most part, they still do the weird thing where they won't mention people like you won't see punk. You won't see, of course, Benoit, things like that. Anybody who left, how dare you? I'm never, you know, you're dead to us. So they, they do mention them. And triple H says he came from a secondary company. I don't even blink twice. I blink because my eyes are dry. I need to. I blink once. From saying it is a secondary company, which I cannot, I refuse to believe that anybody does not believe it is a secondary company. There is no chance. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the biggest supporter in the world. You cannot tell me honestly, honestly, that you think they are the number one company. It's just not. They And it's not even an insult. It's not even close to an insult. They're brand new. What are they, 2018, 19? They're brand new. WWE's been around, what is it, 70 years or whatever. I think more. And it's, they're now the number one. They're not, they're the primary company. They're not. They're, I, I hope they're, do very well. 
WCW, even when they were, quote-unquote, the number one company by ratings, if you only went by ratings, they were the number one company. Even they said, Bischoff, believe, said it. All the wrestlers said it. They still knew they were not the number one. They were not the brand that people said, oh, wrestling, it's WCW. They would still say WWF. They would always say that. It didn't matter what they did. They were still the second-class citizen, right or not. But they were still a step lower, but not in the ratings. So at least if they said we're the number one, they had an argument because of the ratings. They could say that. Now, Tony Khan goes out screaming and yelling on, I don't even think it was Twitter or wherever the hell, but there's quotes all over it by him. And I'll read you what his quotes were. Um because this is a little goofy. He says, let me read the whole thing. We are we certainly won't be the secondary promotion at all in. We're number 1 in the UK on TV with a record gate. I have a lot of respect for Cody. I know these weren't his words to be fair, but we're not secondary in a lot of markets. For the first time in a long time, WWE has been secondary in a lot of markets. I'm I'm proud of where we're at, and we're not taking a backseat to anyone. This is courtesy of the Orlando Sentinel. Now, when he says we're number one in the UK, talk to Billy when it comes to, um, and it's not like, oh, well, Billy says, right? These, these are more of the facts. Where in the UK, for people who don't know over here in the U.S., they are the the WWE is not on just basic cable there, but AEW is. AEW's on like Air TV, right? So they are seen by more people because they're just on a channel that everybody gets for free. So they are seen by more. You don't have to pay. So their ratings over there would be something. Now, when you say, "Oh, well, we're selling out." Wembley, all this kind of stuff. It WWE goes there and they would sell out too. It's it's people that are hungry, of course, for wrestling that is not always there. You saw when they went to the uh, Clash at the Castle. The place was insane. It's because nobody ever goes there. So when you do, and they do these European tours, that twice a year thing, they go crazy for it because they're hungry. We've always said, like, when you give a starving man a cracker, it's the greatest cracker the person's ever had because they're starving. That's what it is. So, yeah, I, I hope they sell out the Wembley thing. From what they report, they have all these tickets sold. If you talk to Billy, it's quite a different story. Um, and it's due to his father not getting information about you guys need more security at your bar because there's a lot of people that are going there and after a certain amount, of numbers, that's when they contact them to say, you need to have more people watching your uh, place of business. So a lot of things, a lot of tickets are taken, but then they're used for resale, all that kind of stuff. Well, we're going to find out if there's that many people there, and I hope there is. I love a big crowd. I love to see that on TV. It makes the event more special to me. It makes you, you rub your hands together. You get excited for something big. Um, drives me crazy when I see them say, and I get it, first of all, just let me say that before I say my statement, I get it that when it's, you're working for a company, and it's your company, 
uh, any employees, you're going to toe the line and say what you got to say. But when they say the biggest event in our the history of our sport, I love that. Always the history of our sport. Thank you, Tony Schiavone, for that one. The biggest event in the history of our sport, um, the biggest, <laughs> you know, sellout. And this, it's it's always a bunch of nonsense. You go, okay, now it's we more than WrestleMania three. We have the most ever. You go, okay, all right, calm down over there. Um, even if it was the most tickets sold ever for any event ever. I don't know if that qualifies as the biggest event ever because I don't think WWE was uh, doing London shows or had, you know, the stadiums that would hold eight zillion fucking people back then for Mania 3, which they probably could have still uh, done. I know the the Iggy is that they really didn't sell the 93,000 there and it was more in the, you know, high 80s or whatever, but they wanted to get over that. But they it was like the, one of the biggest places you know, in the country at the time. And it was always all sold on Hogan and Andre. And that's the thing is back then you would sell your events based on the match on the card and the main event. Nowadays, if you look, they did not announce a match until this last week. And the main event is Cole MJF. I enjoy them both. I do not know if this is, hey, let's sell out Mania 3 and it's Cole MJF. I mean, which one's Andre? I don't know. Hell, which one's Hulk? Um, so, but like I said, I wish them the best. I want them. This is not a backhanded comp comment. This is not me. Oh, sure. Cav really actually fucking hates them, but he's complimenting them. I fucking, I, I will tell you 100%, I look forward to the AEW shows on TV more than I look forward to now WWE shows. Pay-per-views? That's a tough one because I do look forward to a WWE pay-per-view way more than I look forward to WWE TV. The pay-per-views always seem to do a lot better and you could expect some surprises things like that so that to me is big but that's not to say I don't look forward to an AEW pay-per-view because what I like best about their pay-per-view is it is not every month I wish WWE would go back to those days of do it every at the worst every two months have a show I would prefer if it was you know the big six um and do that again and so it's a lot more special when you build up a storyline. I don't like a month-to-month storyline. I mean, pff, that's why I think everybody jerks off to the bloodline because it's not – it wasn't a storyline that just happened. It's been years now. And the way you look back in the day of Hogan Macho Man, they had a year storyline with little Iggy's along the way that you didn't even know until you watched it all back until actually Macho Man like showed you the clips on a promo saying, look at what what Hogan did all this time, his hand on the ass, and Macho Man giving a little look here and there. It was all those little small things, but they gave you room to breathe and enjoy something for a while. So that's, that's what I kind of like, uh, that AEW has the ability to build up something uh, more than hurry, 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 we have to hurry with this. So we'll see where they go. But uh, tell me, tell me if you like the idea of um, what I think they should do with old Jungle Jack going forward since it's already past the 
point of him turning to be a bad guy. I kind of liked my idea more about how he would have turned with Anna Jay coming down and him turning on Orange because that belt now means something because it's been built up so long by Orange. Uh, it's going to be a real shame when, if Moxley wins it from him because Moxley really doesn't need something to build him up. He's one of the main guys in the company, even though I'm uh, really annoyed by him. Maybe we'll get into that on the next uh, AEW show. I do my thoughts on Moxley because for those who don't know, I was a big time Ambrose guy. That was my guy in the shield. And that's who I was always uh, way into is Moxley from uh, there. I call him Moxley now, I guess. Um, but now I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Uh, but, you know, different tastes, different people, I guess. I, I enjoy uh, uh, getting blood. I don't enjoy getting blood every fucking time they walk the aisle. <laughs> fucking, he sneezes, he gets a nosebleed. Now, it's it's every time there's fucking blood. But I'll get into that another time. So that's it. There's my AEW thoughts. You could always uh, check me out. I'm at Lingus Mafia. All my good stuff is there. I got a partner we do the show with, and uh, we knock it out of the park. But that show should also be called uh, Podcast in the Woods because... I don't think anybody fucking hears it, but they're missing out on gold, motherfuckers. So that's it. Check out also at Dirty Sheets X for all of your Twitter needs when it comes to the show with Billy. All that stuff's there, and that account will not be deleted. I promise you, because I'm in charge of that one, and I have to monitor everything Billy says first. That's right. I am his mommy and his daddy at the same time. I'm like a fucking hermaphrodite. I got them both. All right. That's it. I'm Cav Manning. See you next time.